Hi, and welcome everyone to the Nurse Shark Academy show. This is Tina Baxter, and I'm your hostess. And I wanted to go ahead and introduce you to uh, this uh, uh, week's segment. We have Connie Schaefer, who's a certified legal nurse consultant, and she's going to talk to us about her journey as a nurse. So, Connie, would you care to introduce yourself? Well, thank you, Tina. It's so good to be here. I, it's quite an honor. I appreciate it. I, I've been a nurse for over 40 years. I can't believe now that it's 2023, it, it will be for it's 42 years. <laughs> and that's just amazing to me. But uh, I've had a variety of backgrounds in my nursing experience. I mean, almost everything except for babies and pediatrics. I, uh, other than through the emergency room, I, I really have focused primarily on adult um, medicine throughout my 40 plus years. I, uh, my 20 recent 20 years, um, I've been an infection preventionist and this is, uh, an interesting, uh, area of focus because, um, as you know, the world has gone a little bit crazy over infections over the last couple of years, i.e. COVID. And, yes. um, <laughs> and it was, pox. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's true. I didn't mention monkeypox, but mm -hmm. in the 20 years I've lived through SARS-1, H1N1, Ebola, you, you know, there's just been so many, but none of them were on the scale of what COVID is. And so, but that has been my 20 out of 40 years experience. I also have some long term care training. And I've worked in ICU, a variety of ICUs, the neuro and the cardiac, and uh, the emergency department. And so it's plus I've got a few little extra things on the side, uh, did some home health and hospice. And uh, I mean, in 40 some years, you can do quite a bit of different types of nursing. <laughs> so <laughs> I, 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 I totally understand that in the past 25 years I've been in healthcare, I've done a variety of things myself. One question I like to ask all of our guests is what made you decide to become a nurse? Oh, that's kind of a funny story. I, um, when I was in high school, I liked uh, theater and drama and I was in a play. Uh, it was called, well, it was about Harvey, the invisible uh, rabbit. If you have any recollection of what that poem was, that story was about. But I played the part of kind of a dingbat nurse. Nurse Kelly was her name. I mean, she had a short skirt and she, that was me. That's the, mm -hmm. the role I played. And uh, I had a ball in, in my theater experience. But after that, I had, uh, you would not believe how many people came up and said, you know, Connie, you really should think about going into nursing. I know it was a silly <laughs> role that you were playing, but you have what it takes to be a nurse. And I really think you should consider it. So that was in the back of my mind. When I went to college, I went uh, as a human development in the family major in the uh, college where I started, which is pediatrics and babies. And, and it's like, that's not even my area that I'm interested in. I have no idea why I, I did that, but I, I did. I remember one of our labs, was called the brat lab which is terrible I can't even <laughs> but uh, I got into that and I realized you know this is really not for me and so literally was driving down the road and there was the hospital with the school of nursing and I pulled in grabbed an application filled it out got in and the rest is history so I <laughs> It's just crazy. That's been a long time ago. <laughs> so. so did you start off as a diploma nurse then? 
I did. I did. And um, it that, believe it or not, that school of nursing is still putting out diploma grads. Wonderful. It's one of the few, it's one of the few in the country. And truly the grads from that program really ran the hospital. I mean, it, the hospital probably could not have functioned without all of the students that was uh, helping out in the, in, in the hospital at that time. So. I know it's certainly true uh, that that's been the case during COVID. We've had several students that were immediately put into positions as graduate nurses uh, oh, during COVID. Yeah. So, yeah. So true. <laughs> yeah. So shifting forward, you went back to school and, and got, became a nurse. And then what did you do after that? Um, well, education wise, I got, this is kind of funny, Tina. Uh, we didn't talk about this before, but I got my PhD degree. What that means is putting hubby through. I paid all the bills to get my husband's master's degree. And then after that, I paid all the bills to get all of my children's master's degrees. And I never got mine. <laughs> so, um, and I thought about it, but uh, 40 some years of experience, I think you know, hopefully um, uh, carries enough weight and experience to uh, carry me through. I, um, I've i had positions that truly, I believe is a God thing because they, have, they have truly are required master level programs and yet they hired me. And so I, I, I don't know how to say other than it's been God led over my 40 some years of experience because I don't have that beautiful degree after my name, just... R-N-C-L-N-C, that's it, so. But I, I want our our uh, listeners to understand that no matter where you are, start with what you have. Oh, my goodness. You know, that was the one thing that encouraged me so much because um, they talked about whatever your uh, USP, which is your unique, um, what is that, unique, um, I don't, I can't even remember what the words letters stand for, but it's my, it's who I am as a nurse and my experience that I bring into this. Now for one person like you, Tina, you know, your education is amazing and it's so impressive and that's going to be your unique selling position. That's what it is. You yes. But for me, that isn't my strength. And yet I can function without any problem as a legal nurse consultant. I have the experience, I have the reputation. Um, and so I, I'm grateful. I thought about it, you know, I'm in my sixties now. I thought, you know, now's the time I've got everybody else through school. I could go back, but I just am, you know, satisfied to be able to work as a legal nurse and do it quite well without that. My unique selling position is not the letters after my name. It is my 40 some years experience, so. And I was, and I was going to say, I've worked with many diploma nurses mm -hmm. and they, for me, they made some of the best nurses because they lived and worked <laughs> at the same time. Um, a lot of the nurses, I, I worked at Catholic hospitals. So a lot of the nurses were either nuns <laughs> or um, had gone under the, the tutelage of nuns. Uh, <laughs> and so if you've ever worked at a Catholic hospital, they can be a bit strict on what you can and can't do. And back then they made sure that you knew what you were doing before you ever took that test because you were right there from day one in the field. And I think in academia, we sometimes have lost that. Yeah. Um, 
and I and I sit here with two bachelor's degrees and uh, a master's and a postmaster's, and I'm saying that having uh, that experience, that field experience, put me at an advantage to my other nursing school colleagues because I was already a CNA, so I'd already been working in the nursing home and talking mm -hmm. to patients and doing the basic care, so that when it came time for me to do the clinicals, I was more comfortable sure. than the rest of them, and I could pass bed making. <laughs> There you go. There you go. I have so much respect for you and for the other nurses that have gone on and gotten those advanced degrees. I think it's fantastic. It just wasn't in the cards in my in my world, but it it's fine. I can still work as a legal nurse consultant. I still have the knowledge. I know how to read the medical record. I've been doing it for all these years. I know what to look for. Um, and then also with my infection prevention, we did a lot of chart extraction in that uh, arena of the world and to find out those hospital acquired infections and, and various things like that. And so, I mean, it, you just take what you have and go with it. And I, I, I think I failed to mention also that I have some long-term care training. Um, uh, did a little bit as a director of nursing and as well as the infection preventionist and learned all those regulations and surveys and all those fun things that go with that as well. So, um, that's so, so you've been through the regulatory process several yeah. times. Several and, times. And yes. so is there anything, that, any tips or tricks you can tell us about the best way, uh, particularly with infection disease, because that's one of the things that's been a hot topic uh, mm -hmm. with all the regulations and CMS is really looking at those infection rates. Is there anything that um, as a uh, facility or an individual nurse even, what we can do to help in those areas? You know, honestly, Tina, it's getting back to the basics. It's what we learned as baby nurses when we were just starting out, the importance of scrubbing the hub before you <laughs> give an IV medication. I mean, the, the reason why we change our IV dressings and why we use aseptic te technique when we put the Foley catheters in, it's the very basics. And I think that the thing that uh, I so enjoyed doing was being able to hold accountable and provide support to the frontline staff. Um, because, you know, sometimes it's not a matter of them doing the wrong thing because it's the wrong thing. It's because they don't know. And that's where I get to come in and I get to help show them. And it is so rewarding to see them be able to learn how to change the central line dressing and do it well and and just have increase their confidence and provide better patient care. So uh, again, it's back to the basics now in terms of administration, you've got to keep all your records. you've got to know how to you know follow an Excel file and how to put in data into the NHSN system with the CDC and this, these are all the things that you just have to learn to do and do it. Uh, because the government requires it. And that's just all there is to it. However, um, there are many, many helps and support systems out there to help you as you are learning that process. So, I've, I've worked in nursing homes uh, for a long time. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I noticed is that nursing homes are in particular are afraid to report things to the state. Um, yes. I had a case of a latent TB infection. It was latent. Um, it, and, 
you know, I said, we need to treat him. And I got pushed back from the facility because it's reportable to the state. And mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking, but that's a good thing because that's showing that you're doing the right thing. <laughs> yes, yes. That I've seen that so many times. I have done um, so far in my short legal nurse consulting career, I've done about eight or 10 uh, cases that were all long-term care. And that is the common theme is uh, say, say one of their residents would fall and they wouldn't report it, you know, fall with an injury and they wouldn't report it because they're so afraid of a surveyor showing up on their front at their front door and coming in and finding them doing something not right. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, is if they are doing it right, there's no reason to fear because falls do happen. And it doesn't necessarily mean that there was any fault involved. Um, but the fact that they didn't report is a problem. <laughs> so, Yes, it took an infectious disease specialist um, position, actually, for me to convince them that they needed to treat this man and for them to understand that they did need to isolate him. Uh, he did so much better after treatment um, oh. to the point that he was asking me for Viagra. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> he was better. <laughs> he was much better. <laughs> and so I just wanted to point out that, you know, um, particularly since infectious disease is such a high uh, hot topic right now with CMS and we've talked about it because of COVID and everything. This is a great time for you to make those changes in your facility protocols and to make sure that you get a specialist like yourself involved in helping you make the right decisions. So let's transition. How did you become a legal nurse consultant? Well, that's another one of those funny stories. Um, <laughs> um I um, really kind of hit the wall in my world of COVID. Um, and started. One moment, please. Um, okay, go ahead. Well, it, it's an interesting story. Um, after 20 years of, as an infection preventionist, and I mentioned that COVID caused um, many people to suffer undue stress. And, and you know, we saw exiting uh, the nursing uh, from the traditional healthcare because of the stress involved. And I was one of those casualties, unfortunately. But uh, it was a good thing for me because I absolutely love my legal nurse career. But what what happened was I, I it started affecting my health. Um, I worried about things, I guess. I stopped sleeping and everybody needs their sleep. And, and so I, I went, um, I had to leave my beloved profession and I not only loved it, but I was really good at it. And it was really difficult, but I just remember um, searching and I thought, you know, I need to find something where I can work from home. And so I started searching online and seemed like I just kept hitting um, roadblocks and closed doors. And, and uh, I'm a, a woman of faith. And I believe that God guides and directs. And I remember just almost to the point one particular day of giving up because I had searched and searched and searched and didn't find uh, anything for home. Um, and then I heard, I'm not kidding, I was the only one in the house. And I heard a whisper actually, it was loud. It was it was an audible sounding voice that said, call attorneys. And I literally laughed out loud. I thought that is the 
funniest thing. Why would a nurse ever call attorneys? What do, what does nursing have to do with attorneys? And I didn't know any attorneys. So I thought, well, I don't know what to do with that. But I had learned over my years in my walking in faith that when you hear something that strong, you pay attention to it. And so I obeyed. And so I started calling my local area. I live in a small town and none of the local attorneys had any need for it. But I was so very bad, Tina, that it, it the only explanation for it working was it had to be a God thing because <laughs> I, my I then pulled up the largest city nearby and I the third phone call I made I was so bad usually you can't get past the gatekeeper but yeah. this particular time the the receptionist answered the phone and I said um you don't need a nurse do you I mean how bad is that she said <laughs> Uh, just a moment. And 30 seconds later, I was on a conference call with a room full of attorneys and paralegals. They interviewed me on the spot and I was hired. It was it was God leading. And I tell you what, that particular attorney that I'm working with, I'm still working with. He was the one that introduced me, kind of taught me the ropes. And it was soon after that, that I decided on my own to get my certification because I've always believed in certification. You become better when you're certified and, and then the rest is history, but it was definitely an interesting way to start. It wasn't this long, um, dramatic reason for joining the legal nurse uh, profession. But again, it was much like how I decided to be a nurse, just driving down the road and seeing the hospital and okay, Lord, I'll follow you. <laughs> the rest is history. So that's, that's what happened. So in starting your business, how has it been uh, transitioning from being an employee to an entrepreneur? So that's a good question. You know, I also believe that nothing is ever wasted. Everything that, that a person Person goes through even failures. In fact, most often failures will prepare you for whatever is out there in your future if you let it. And so uh, over the last many years, I always had little side businesses. I've always sold a product that I really enjoyed. And, and you, usually I didn't do it for the money necessarily. I did it because I liked the products and I wanted to share it. But uh, all of those were experiences to allow me to, um, to kind of promote whatever product, promote whatever idea uh, that I had. And so all of that was used and I was able to totally just use those skills and to, to develop my own business. And of course, the, the training with the, C, uh, the CLNC, the certification program helped me to know the ins and outs. And, and I ask a lot of questions and I, you know, there's people like you that I ask, how do you do such and such? And, and, and that's, that's how I've been able to grow. I also um, have gone to two, um, attorney conferences, which have been tremendous. I was a, um, I was a vendor at their conferences. I got a chance to meet all of these attorneys. Um, it was in Kansas City, Missouri. And so uh, I got Kansas, Missouri, various attorneys from all over. And I have made some amazing contacts. And in just a short time, it, I'm coming up on two years as a legal nurse, and I've been to two conferences, but um, I'm keeping busy. And I'm so grateful. I, I'd hoped that this profession would help slide me into retirement.
different and I plan to continue because I love it. And, um, and I love it because I can work it into my schedule. I can see my grandkids and I can go up and take care of my parents when they need it. And you could not do this with a J-O-B. And uh, I'm just so grateful. And so that's, that's a little bit, uh, it's, it just kind of has happened. So that sounds wonderful. And so for those of you that are thinking about uh, entrepreneurship, this is one of the perks of being an entrepreneur is setting your own schedule, um, which which makes it great because uh, it, it leaves you time to do all the things that um, are most important to you, like taking care of family. And so what are some of the challenges that you've experienced as an entrepreneur? So probably the biggest challenge, and it's an ongoing challenge, is continuing to be visible so that uh, because most of the time uh, what I've learned is attorneys don't even realize how much they need our help. Uh, they think they could do it themselves. I yes. mean, they didn't go to medical school. They didn't go to nursing school. I don't know how. I know they're smart people. They truly are. But how do how do they think that they understand the medical record to find those nuances that we find, all those red flags that are hidden in the medical record? That's what we do. And just like when you're putting together a puzzle, you have a methodical plan. You do the outside edges first, and then you put all the colors together, and then you somehow figure it out until... Voila, you've got this beautiful finished product, this beautiful finished puzzle. It's the same way. Attorneys need to see that that their plan, if, if it's the outside edges, then maybe that's me to look at the medical record and to, to give them the, the structure and then they do their magic with their law, which is truly magic, but uh, and them know how I can help them. And um, I'm learning. I'm uh, making cards. I'm um, sending emails. I'm doing follow-up. Everything that you need to do just to become visible. And just in a matter of time, um, it just happens. So. All right. Well, I appreciate your, your time with us. And I'm going to say if there's uh, one last thing that you can tell our listeners um, about either being a nurse or an entrepreneur, what is the best advice that you would leave us with? Just do it. Do something every day. Set a goal and say um, every week you need to contact three attorneys and then it gets to be Thursday and then Friday and you haven't done it yet just do it. That's all. That's all it takes because it's like filling the pipeline. As you do it over time, it starts to overflow. And, you know, you, you can't just expect it to happen without you doing these little baby steps along the way. It will happen. You just have to uh, set those goals and follow through. All right. Well, that, that ends our time today. I want to thank you for joining us on the Nurse Shark Academy. Please like and subscribe to our channel. You can see us on YouTube. We're also on Podbean and other places where you get your podcasts. Thank you uh, for joining us, uh, Connie, and have a great day. To thank all you. Our you as well. Okay.